0: Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Chapter 39 and verse 1. Scripture says, At that time, God had just caused the sundial to move backwards and healed uh, a Hezekiah of a fatal disease. And immediately after that event, um, the prosperity of both the king and the nation shot through the roof. And we see something that's really, really important here. Good leadership is not just about advancing yourself, but by those uh, also advancing those who follow you. And we see this here. The king uh, became very, 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 very powerful and, and wealthy, but so did his nation. Second Chronicles 32 and 27 says this. It said, Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, meaning he came to own massive uh, amounts of livestock and uh, land, and uh, he quickly moved. After his illness, though, after uh, that, that terrible setback, he moved into the class of the great kings like David and Solomon that had come before him. And we, we see here with Uh, King Hezekiah, the Bible said he turned his face to the wall. How many of y'all remember us, us going over that and studying that? He turned his face to the wall. And we learn here that if we turn to God in our setbacks, God will use them like a slingshot. The further the devil tries to pull you back, the more power God releases to propel you forward. But that only happens when you turn to him when you're in a crisis like Hezekiah was. And he made himself treasuries, meaning whole buildings were now dedicated to housing the wealth and resources of the king, silver, gold, precious stones. Today, we would say that Hezekiah was a baller. That's what we would say about King Hezekiah. It said spices, shields, all kinds of desirable items. Suddenly Hezekiah became a force to be reckoned with in the Middle Eastern area of the ancient world. Back to Isaiah 39 verse 1. At that time, Merodach Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon. Now, Babylon was much more than just an ancient culture. In the Bible, it represented uh, what was humanly powerful, what was humanly uh, impressive, but imposed or opposed, forgive me, to God. A lot like portions of America today, we can be quite impressive and and quite powerful, but we kind of, in many ways, kind of lost the fear and respect of of God. And scripture says the king of Babylon sent letters and a present to Hezekiah. Now, Babylon was an emerging kingdom at this time. It It had not yet stepped into its it's greatness, and and it needed allies to in order to to overcome the unassailable Assyrians. So so the king sent words of sympathy and, and gifts of encouragement to uh, the kings of Judah, and, and the mindset was kind of you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that was the way that they were, were were thinking. For he, the king of Babylon, heard. Watch that heard that Hezekiah had been sick and recovered. You'll be surprised the people that have heard your story. The people that, 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 you know, are paying attention that you would have no idea even knew your name. Just a, a month ago, actually, a little bit over a month ago, uh, I, I was leaving church and I got a phone call and uh, they, they sent me a picture. It was a picture of, of this church and um, it had three exclamation points underneath it. And what had happened was a pop star Snapchatted. This photo to probably over a million people. Guess who Snapchatted that photo? You have no idea the people you're reaching and the people you're influencing. This church is doing great and mighty things in our day. And Hezekiah was pleased with them. This was the man whose faith stood firm in the face of the massive Assyrian army. But his faith melted like ice cream in, in the 4th of July in the face of Babylonian flattery. The ultimate test of our character is not always, you know, how we handle criticism. But often how we handle praise. And Hezekiah was pleased with them. And the Bible says elsewhere that what happened with Hezekiah is, is his prosperity started going to his head. And he got so full of himself, he kind of stopped seeking God. But you see, I don't care how successful you are. Seven days without prayer makes you weak. Yeah. I don't forget to pray every night. Because every morning, God doesn't forget to wake me up. And you ought to be the same way. So this he was basically a good king, basically a godly king. This king uh, uh, removed the idols and he just did he did great things in the land. But, you know, even the best of us have some picadillos that we have to deal with and, and areas we have to grow. And you may be a wonderful person, but still this message is not just for the person next to you. This message is still for you. This king was about to make the biggest mistake of his reign. It says, and he showed them the house of his treasures. I want you to imagine. Imagine if Hezekiah, instead of, you know, being so focused on his gold and silver and all his accomplishments, instead of that, he took time not just to talk about how great he was, but to try to talk about his God and win his soul. Imagine if the king would have said, you know what, I'm so glad that, that, that you guys came out to see me. I'm so glad you heard about what the Lord has, has done in my life. But, but let me tell you more about this God who saves, this God who delivers, this God who heals. But instead, Hezekiah just stuck out his chest. It took him to all the gold and the silver and the precious stones. Then the Bible says he also showed him all his armory. This is important, and I've learned this in my life, and I keep relearning it, and it might take you a minute to really absorb this lesson, but it's really, really important. You have to be prayerful about who you trust. You really do. Because remember, the devil was an angel once. It's important. I can't change all the people around me, but I can choose the people I choose to be around. And Hezekiah started to make... This, this fatal mistake. And this, this is not probably going to be a hallelujah message, but it's going to help you, Thank you. Thank you. before we through. It said, he showed them all that was found among his treasures. Please stop giving it all up on the first day. Stop. Trying to rush into things that naturally take time to grow. And please stop apologizing for having standards. (gle�ly) (applause) Because people who belong in your life will rise up and meet them. And those who don't will leave. Walk them to the door. ( accelerate) There was nothing in his house, or in all his dominion, I mean, that's everything, that Hezekiah did not show them. I've discovered that the more secure you are about yourself, the less you have to show off. It's important. So, you know, the king's head is about this big, could barely fit through the door, and... Um, He's just showing everybody how wonderful he is and and all the conversations about him and his grandeur and his greatness. Verse 3, then Isaiah. And we all need men and women like this in our lives. Men and women that aren't impressed with us. Men and women that will tell us the truth. Then Isaiah, the prophet. You see, a true prophet is actually in an office higher than a king, a president, or a prime minister, or any natural authority that reigns. He went to King Hezekiah. Isaiah was willing to grab the bull by the horns, and I mean that literally and figuratively. And we will all need at times reality checks in our lives. You know, I had the privilege of having several brilliant and, and just wonderful leaders that I hold myself accountable to in my life. But really, in my daily life, the person I tend to be most accountable to is spelled W-I-F-E. Wonderful instructor for just about everything. How many husbands can relate to this next picture when your wife comes in? Yeah. (laughs) And he said to him, what did these men say? This is the prophet speaking. And from where did they come to? The prophet asked two questions, but the king's only about to answer one. So Hezekiah said, well, they came from a far country from Babylon. That's one question. But he was too embarrassed to, to repeat, you know, all that they said and, and all that they, you know, he let them gas it up. You know, he, he enjoyed it so much and, and, and all the flattery. He, he, he knew better to repeat that in the face of this sober prophet. So he dodged the question. How many of y'all ever dodge the question? So when that happened, the prophet had to dig in here. And he said, point blank. He said, what have they seen in your house? The king immediately got fidgety, but, but he answered, well, they have seen all. And he's probably sticking his head up and his chest out just a little bit. They've seen all that's in my house. You see, ladies, you keep bragging about your husband to all your girlfriends. Don't be surprised if one of them wants to find out for herself if what you're saying. is. Did that go right over your head? Is this just too churchy environment to say that? Some things are just not everybody's business. Everybody doesn't have to know. He says there is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Modesty is not about trying to, to hide yourself. It's about leaving a little bit to the imagination. Right, right, right. It's okay if, if people got to imagine and, and some things are left to, to, you know, just people trying to f- You don't have to put everything on the table all the time. Right. Humility is not about making less of yourself. It's about needing less attention for yourself. Some of y'all stiffing right up there. <laughs> then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, you know, Isaiah probably got a little bit of an attitude and you know, kind of prophet and king here and bumping heads. Isaiah is like, hear the word, not just of the Lord. But the Lord of hosts, which means the commander of God's angelic armies, meaning Hezekiah with gangster on, or Isaiah with gangster, better, on Hezekiah. You have to help me. I'm thinking about where I'm going. Uh, Something about those red shoes. All the married men understand. (laughs) But I'm going to be out of here in just a second. (laughs) But Hezekiah, I'm going to do my job first. Became so preoccupied by the praise of the Babylonians, he forgot to seek the praise of the only one who mattered. Job said this about God. I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. The psalmist says, unless the Lord watches over the city, those that watch, watch in vain. Jeremiah said, no one is like you, O Lord. Isaiah said, to whom will I liken? God. Paul said, if God is for us, who can be what? Against us. Hezekiah, why are you so gassed about the Babylonians? Have you forgot about the only one who really matters? And sometimes we get so involved in the rat race, so involved with trying to get a bigger this and a better that and, and trying to keep up with the Joneses and, and compete with our sisters and brothers. We forget about what's important. It's all about, you know what, Lord, make me look better, make me feel better. And, and, and our world gets so small, we start making the same mistake. Is Hezekiah. So the prophet said, 39.6, because you did that, behold now, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Now the Bible says elsewhere, this did not happen exclusively because of Hezekiah's mistake. But what it did do is give motivation to his enemies. And sometimes our vainglory gives motivation to our enemies. Sometimes our bragging gives motivation to our enemies. And and the enemies were looking, but while Hezekiah was there, he was too strong. But his apostate descendants, they didn't have the spirituality to overcome. So he started bragging, and it was the next generation that felt the consequences. Let's take a look at some details that Isaiah doesn't point out and we see in 2 Chronicles, and we're going to wrap up for the morning. 2 Chronicles 32 and verse 31. This is really important. Kings, Isaiah, as well as the Chronicles deal with the same narrative. Each adds a few distinct perspective and facts because they're looking at it from different angles. Verse 31, However, Regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land. As I said earlier, the Babylonians were very, very curious, if you will. And they were curious about everybody's God. And they came to Judah in order to find out about Hezekiah's miracle. But what did Hezekiah do? He only showed him his treasure. Never let yourself get so poor. That all you have in your life is your money. That bears repeating. Never get so poor that all you have is stuff. If you really want to count your wealth, start counting things that money can't buy. Your health, your family, your friends. But watch this. He decided, you know what? I'm not going to tell you about God. It's going to be about me, my degrees, and my accomplishments. So God's a good, good father. And he knows how to discipline his children. So the Bible says, God withdrew from him. God was like, you're more proud of your treasures than you are of me. Some of you are more proud of your cooking, your recipes, your jobs, You could talk for hours about your favorite team. You could talk for hours about the money in your bank account. But all of a sudden you go silent when the subject of your God comes up. So God was like, okay, you're more proud of your stuff than your God. Let me just leave you to it then. Let's see how well that works out. You see, the truth is, I'd rather a happy wife riding shotgun in a beat-up vehicle. You hear what I'm saying? Driving down the street than a miserable woman in a rose voice. I'd rather a house with a leak in the roof and a happy family than the mansion where the kids and the parents can't stand each other and they they talk about it, they they hide from each other in the corners of the house. The challenge is, many of us, and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't know what type of response this mess is going to get today, but I'll be faithful to what you say. But many of us are in the same position as Hezekiah. He said, the Lord withdrew from him. And as I prayed about it, I felt like the Lord was impressing my heart. It's like he was saying, Derek, there are people that are going to be listening and they're going to show up on Sunday who have felt me take a few steps back. Things that were once fulfilling and now routine. Things that were once easy and now Hard things that you just had help with all of a sudden you don't feel that same strength now the Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you but it doesn't say he won't step back so sometimes when when we get so full of our stuff our plans, our lives and our thing God says because I love you I gotta remind you where your help really comes from and I know I'm bishop, doctor, whatever but use it as a couple times every year. Because God loves me so much, He kinda takes a step back. And unless I start thinking it's me. Unless I start thinking I just kinda got it like that. I'll have moments where he kind of steps back in the old oh, Derek start rising. I'm like, oh God, I thought, I thought, you know, we left him at the cross. But every now and then, he got to remind me, not because he's mad at me, because he loves me so much. He's not going to let me think that I don't need my God. And there's some people in this room, you are not happy. You know you can put on your church face all you want. You are not happy. Your life is not going well. And you're like, God, why? God said, I had to step back. Because you started thinking you could do it on your own. Everything became about you and yours. And your glory and your issues and what you got to prove in life got this big and I was about that big and in my wisdom I just kind of had to, I'm still with you and, and I, but I had to kind of do that a little bit just to keep you safe you'll, you'll have worship leaders sometimes they'll get up there and they wonder my help it just ain't the same because God's trying to remind you he's just trying to remind you God is a good God And he knows how to raise children. God withdrew from him in order to test him, that he might know all that was in his heart. In other words, God had to remind him of this world's limitations. God had to remind him, say, okay, you think you're all that, let let me show you.